Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. We're just. Are you just sipping on your drink in your brand new True Crime Squad merch tumbler? I, I am. I'm so Possibly excited. Possibly like I am as well. Check it out. We have real merch, guys. We're so excited. We are so excited. that We have two Tumblr styles, and it's you're looking at them both. Yeah. Yeah. And we're so excited. And these Tumblrs, so I picked these ones specifically to, uh, to make our merch on because they're 30 ounces. And most of the time when you see Tumblr cups like this, they're 20. And to me, 20 ounces goes by real fast. Especially mm -hmm. when you're trying to get your water in, you know. So right. I went with 30s. And also, these come with two different lids, which I think is pretty cool. So you get this mm -hmm. lid that has a straw in it to just sip out of. And it mm -hmm. has this cool little carabiner thing on it, too. So you can, like, clip that to your purse or right. your backpack Very. or your Very belt convenient. loop or whatever. Yeah. And then it also has just the clear, like, coffee lid, you know. Mm -hmm. But both lids screw on. Which was important to me because I have spilled enough hot coffee on myself and in my car to last mm. me a lifetime. So I have I want the lid that screws on tight so that I know I'm not going to make another god awful mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Me, me too. That I find very handy. Yeah. So yeah, they're over in the merch store. There's also uh, three different mugs. There's t-shirts and there's embroidered hoodies. So yeah, we have a full merch we store do. now. So all you have to do is go to truecrimesquad.com and there's a link right there to click and it'll show you all our stuff. So mm -hmm. we wanted to get that out for you for the holidays this year. We've been at, people have been asking and asking and I know we've been slow on it, but we have done it now. I shouldn't say we, Katie has done <laughs> it now because she's amazing yeah. and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I love um, all of our merch stuff and I'm thrilled that we now can make it possible for all of you. And I love this Tumblr. Look at this. That is my have, probably my favorite design out of all the of them. One with the thumbprint, yeah, mm -hmm. and the caution tape, and and our logo. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It so looks like us. Yeah. Be sure and check it out. So you know, just in time for the holidays, if you've got loved ones looking for what you might want, we all know mm -hmm. this would be a great option because just many of you send have them a link. Yeah, send them the link. Yes. So be sure to check that out. Yes. Well, this is our Monday episode. It's coming out mm -hmm. kind of late because that's just how we are. Uh, but this is our Monday episode. And mm -hmm. I am going to be climbing up on a soapbox and doing a rant. But before that, Katie's going to ease us on in with a little bit of creepy crime. Oh. This might be more of a sledgehammer to the side of the head uh -oh. easing in. Oh, but no. it's oh, okay. No. It's it's I get the point. I, I, I get the uh the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. This right here is Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. Oh boy, okay. Yeah, it's an amusement park. Looks like a pretty fun place. Um 
it also reminds me of that kind of place that uh, you might see in a horror film uh, after dark, yes. you know, yeah. or maybe abandoned for 30 years and have all the uh, the stuff Ooh. still there and you Lots know, of running scary from movies start a like serial this. killer or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. But actually, something really terrifying happened at Glenwood Caverns on Saturday. On Saturday morning, a dead man was discovered in one of the women's bathrooms. Oh. And written on the mirror, apparently, this is all just new coming out today. So, you know, information could change, but this is what we know at this point. That uh, written on the mirror uh, was written, I am not a killer. Well, Ooh. a man, his name is Diego Barejas Medina. He is 20 years old. He was 20 years old. It was initially reported that he was 20, and then the police uh, marched that back and said actually, or 22. Now they've marched that back and said he's 20. Mm. So luckily this was before the park opened. It was a maintenance crew that found him. He had died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Apparently, Medina went into the park while it was closed. He had an AR-style rifle, a semi-automatic handgun, and a whole bunch of explosives, both strapped to him and also in his vehicle. He was wearing body armor, like tactical-type clothing. He even had patches uh, sewn onto his clothing that might have indicated that he was like a SWAT team member or a police officer or something. Yikes. So the message said, I am not a killer. I just want to get into the caves. That was written on the wall in the bathroom. Uh, they're not quite sure exactly what that means, but some of the explosive devices he had were actually fakes and some of them were real. He had a duty belt holding several ammunition magazines. In other words, he could have caused a major mass casualty event at this place. Yeah, he surely could have. Uh, the sheriff is saying that there was absolutely no indication at home or at his school that he was uh, planning anything like this or struggling. Uh, but here we are. The sheriff says, given the height or the preparation and given the amount of weapons and ordnance that he had, it seems very likely he intended to use those things against the community. He chose not to. Uh, it certainly does make you think that he, uh, you know, potentially was uh, fighting his own demons, you know, yeah. going in there. And that's... Uh, that perhaps he fought himself and won, in a sense, in a way that he it, saved everybody else that he could have it killed. seems like it. I mean, to have written what he wrote. It, it's just terrifying to think what could have happened. He was so prepared to do such heinous things and then took his own life yeah. instead. Yeah. The sheriff's office said, well, this is investigation is still ongoing and very active. It's important to realize that given the amount of weaponry, ammunition, and explosive devices found, the suspect could have implemented an attack of devastating proportions upon our community and our first responders. Mm -hmm. And given the fact that over the weekend, we have seen an unbelievable amount of mass shootings in the U.S., 
this mm -hmm. easily could have been another one and then add the explosives to it as well. So, so grateful that everyone is okay. Sending a lot of love to his family. I cannot imagine how they must be feeling right now. No. The whole thing is just so scary. It but is. thank goodness, at least this time, everybody's okay. Well, well, except for him. Except for him. Yep. That's really sad. Yeah, it is really something. So, per always, if you see something, say something. And boy, keep an eye on your peeps. People are not okay. No, not at all. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you to talk about someone else who was very much not okay. Yeah. Well, guys, we need to talk about Robert Card. So last Wednesday night, while we were on case updates, we were getting reports out of Maine that there was a mass shooting occurring while we were on air. And we shared some pictures of the suspect. This is him, Robert Card. These were some surveillance video um, stills that were taken of him at the time. Um, what we know now is that Robert Card uh, shot and killed 18 people and injured 13 more. And the, the, the estimates, and there was so much misinformation going around at the, at, during the time, but now, you know, things that we can kind of pull back yeah. and know that this is actually what happened. This happened in Lewiston, Maine at a couple of different locations at a, a restaurant in a bowling alley. Um, you know, there was a manhunt looking for him, local and state police, hundreds of local and state police and 80 FBI agents looked for him for two days. Uh -huh. Uh, when they did finally find him, well, I guess three days on Saturday last week, um, they found his body in the overflow parking lot at a place where they had actually looked for him, uh, at the main recycling corporation. He was in the back of a tractor trailer and he had taken his own life. That business had actually been searched a couple of times because it's believed that he actually had worked there okay. at some point, but they hadn't searched the overflow lot. And that's where his body was found. We know that Robert Card was 40 years old. He was from uh, Bodoine, Maine, Bodine, Bodoine, I'm not sure, uh, which is near Lewiston, Maine, where the shootings occurred. He was 5'11", and he weighed 230 pounds. He was a military reservist, an army reservist, with a history of mental health issues. Now, everything that's happened is horrific. The people have lost their lives, the injuries, his loss. He, it turns out that he had left a note for his son that is believed to have been a suicide note, that this was the plan all along, was that he would end his own life while doing this. Uh -huh. But let me tell you about some things that led up to this that show us how far we have to go yet in getting on top of this whole mass shooter problem in the United States. So he was an army reservist, Robert Card was. And in July, he was at a training for the army reserve and, you know, they're being real tight-lipped about this now and they're saying that he was behaving erratically 
and that it was determined by the army that he should not have a weapon. He shouldn't handle ammunition or participate in any live fire activity. Yeah. Um, what happened is that the New York State Police actually, in July, transported him from his base to a military hospital for a psychological evaluation. Now, let me explain what that means from a mental health standpoint. That means that whatever his behavior was at the time gave them reason to believe that he was a risk of harming himself or other people. They called the police and the police took custody of him, which the police have the power to do okay. if someone is believed to be a risk of harm to themselves or others. Now, we know, hindsight being 2020, that Robert Card has been making threats to kill people and shoot up his military base for several months. Uh-huh. And they had determined he should not be having a gun. Yeah. And the police came and they took custody of him and they took him to a hospital for an evaluation. Uh-huh. We also know that Robert Card spent two weeks in a psychiatric facility this summer. Uh-huh. Probably related to that, because I'll tell you, if the police Likely. pick somebody up here and they take them to the hospital for an evaluation, then that person may either be voluntarily or involuntarily committed to a psychiatric uh, hospital. Uh-huh. We'll tell you in Idaho that a two-week stay for an adult is a pretty long time. Yeah. And maybe that's not the case in Maine, but in, in Idaho, a lot of people only make it about three days. Uh-huh. Unless they really have major concerns that this person is not safe to be out on the street, they keep them longer uh-huh. and work toward more of a treatment plan, more, um, you know, medication services after the fact, that kind of thing, right? So this all happened back in July. Well, even before that, in May, some of his family reported to the police that they were concerned about his safety. And there was a check done on him at that time. Uh-huh. So this has been going on for months now where the people, the police in his community knew that he was a risk, knew because they did report to the police. The army reported to the police Uh um, that, hey, we're concerned about this guy. I don't know if they gave them nearly enough information. Yeah, we all know what HIPAA is, right? It's our Health Information mm-hmm. Protection and Privacy Act stuff, right? Let me tell you where HIPAA does not apply. HIPAA doesn't apply if it is believed that a person is a risk to harm themselves or others. Those things always have to be reported. That information should always be shared. But yeah. people get mixed up around HIPAA and they say, well, this is sort of medical stuff, so I don't know if we should say. But it yeah. was reported to the police at some point maybe not until September, even though this incident happened in July, that, hey, um, we're concerned about this guy and we don't think he should have any guns. Yeah. Well, Maine has a yellow flag law. And that yellow flag law says, well, if there are concerns about a person's safety and any threats made, that then their their weapons should be removed from their possession. Uh-huh. Robert Card definitely qualified for the yellow flag law. But it has to be ordered by a judge, and no one bothered to go before a judge and get the order to take his guns. Yeah. So we have a lot of information 
and we have a lot of not enough information being shared between departments at all. Yeah. So we know that the county police had been contacted in May by his family concerned over his mental health and access to weapons way before the thing in July happened in May. Yeah. Um, That apparently that a deputy had called the army reserves and said, Hey, we have some concerns about this guy. And they said, okay, we'll make sure he gets medical attention. We don't know that that happened until July. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in September, the police are told that, Hey, we're worried about this guy. We think you should go check on him. So they go to his house twice and they don't find him there. So they say that they put out an alert throughout the state to keep an eye out for him because there's mm-hmm. some concerns about him. And then it turns out he's made threats against his military base and other soldiers, as in, I'm going to shoot this place up and I'm going to kill these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so a sheriff's deputy also contacted Robert Card's unit commander at the army and his brother, Robert Card's brother. And the commander said that they were trying to get treatment for him, trying, and that his brother said he would try to secure any firearms. Again, (laughs) these things take court orders to make them happen for adults. Nobody took that extra step. And actually, the alert that went out to law enforcement agencies to locate him because they were concerned about him was actually canceled on October 18th, which was one week before the mass shooting occurred. Now, everyone's circling the wagons and covering their own asses and saying they've all done everything that they possibly could, except that we all know that that is not the case. Uh It was well known that Robert Card was a risk that he had guns, that he had weapons experience. Guess what? His guns that he had at the time he committed these shootings were owned legally. Yeah, all of them. And they could have been removed from him legally as well. Except no one gave a damn enough to actually go before a judge and say, look, we've got some threats and some real worries about this guy. We need to get a hold of him and get a hold of his guns. I don't understand why, after the nearly 600 mass shootings we've had in this country just in 2023, okay, that's like two a day, Uh that we still don't have law enforcement taking these kinds of threats seriously. Yeah. They knew. The Army knew. The local police knew. They all knew this guy was threatening to do terrible things. Now, did he shoot up his base? No, he didn't. But did he shoot up somewhere else? Yeah, he sure did. He killed 15 people. Yeah, he went ahead and and shot up everyone else. Right. And injured 13 more. It's horrifying to me. What is it going to take to take this stuff seriously? To even take action within the laws that we have. To enact the yellow flag law against this guy. To protect him. And the rest of the world from him. You guys, they knew. They knew since May that this guy was a risk. His family was worried about his safety and worried about his possession of firearms. Yeah. 
So, so why? Why? Were they worried about pissing him off? They were worried about infringing on his rights? What was it? Or, or mm. nobody just had enough initiative to be the person who took the extra step and made sure that he right. didn't have access to weapons. I mean, right. what was it going to take? Right. Well, I, we I went to his house a couple times. We couldn't find him. Yeah. Then you keep fucking looking. Yeah. Oh, I just, I don't understand. I do not understand how these kinds of threats are being made by someone who is absolutely capable of carrying them out. Mm -hmm. And nobody went the extra mile to make sure that it didn't happen. And they could have. Yep. They could have. You know, and that everybody will say, oh, well, we'll learn from this. But will we? Will we learn from this? How many Robert cards are we going to have mm -hmm. before we learn from this? How many Robert cards are going to slip through the cracks and commit horrible mass casualty events, even though everything that was happening with him for months leading up to this was a foreshadowing that this exact thing was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement knew. The military knew. The state police knew. Yeah. The county police, the state police, the military. They all knew. Mm -hmm. The information was right there. Now, Robert Carr did what he did because he chose to do what he did. Yeah. But can we do better? Can our law enforcement system do better than this? Fuck yes. We absolutely we have way, to. We have to do better. better. Yeah. And expecting the brother of this man to try to get a hold of his weapons is insanity. You cannot expect a family member to do that. No. And do that with a person who is having a psychological emergency and yeah. who is obviously a danger. What the hell was his brother supposed to do, you guys? He would have just been shot. I, there's right. no, what, just march in his house and be like, yeah, so you're bonkers and I'm taking your guns. Yeah, no, no, that would have never worked. They needed a court order. They needed the police. They needed to go into that house without needing him to be there. Yeah. They also needed a real APB out on this dude in which where in which they actually found him yep. and took his guns before it got to this point. The oppor opportunities were there over and over and over again and were missed. And, and there is just no excuse for it anymore. There isn't. No. At this level of mass shootings that we are having, to not take something like this gravely seriously mm -hmm. and consider that you are protecting the public from a mass casualty event by following through on someone who is very clearly a risk, and it is well known he is a risk, that the military said, we're not going to give him any weapons to use while he's here because he's yeah. not safe. Mm -hmm. If that isn't enough to get law enforcement to act, then what the hell is? It's hard to know. It is really hard to know. I have been fuming about this for days. And just to see how many opportunities there were to get in front of this before it happened. Oh, and how and many no families one... are shattered, lives are lost, so many other people injured that are fighting to, you know, heal themselves now. The trauma caused to that community is Never. generational now. Yeah. Yeah. And to Robert Card's own family. 
and to the people right? who were poor people for help. Tried we're saying, and tried. Yeah. We're saying, this guy's not right. Mm-hmm. We're worried. He's not safe. He shouldn't have guns. Then the military says the same thing. Mm-hmm. But do the police go make sure that he doesn't have guns? No, no. they sure don't. No, they sure don't. It's just, I just am disgusted and angry and I'm so tired of hearing these stories and acknowledging how many times our system fails. Uh Like they could have done anything more than what they did to try to prevent this because they knew Uh the police knew the military knew. And now here we are. And now here we are. You know, we we talk about, you know, we need new gun laws. We need gun restrictions. You know, I believe in all of those things. Absolutely. Because I think we have to come at this from every angle. Mm-hmm. Mental health. All, you know, every every angle we have to throw at it. But we don't even have to change anything if we use the infrastructure we have right now and actually utilized it to try to prevent shootings like this. Many of them could be prevented. This one particularly could have been. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. As you guys know, I get real pissed about stuff like this. It's so frustrating to me to see that we have a system in place that would have prevented this kind of a shooting that could have gotten involved with him and gotten him the help that he needed and gotten his weapons away. Uh-huh. His legally purchased weapons. Uh-huh. And we didn't do it. No, it's hard to not look at it and, and assume then that his rights superseded the rights of 18 lives and, and so many other people. Right? Right. Yep. It's just wrong. With that, Katie, I'm going to send you the mic over to you for some WTF news. Mm-hmm. Have I got a story for you? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. This is hope. Hope is cute. Hope is precious. Mm-hmm. Hope went missing. Oh. A while ago, uh, Hope got out and Hope's family was absolutely frantic, of course. A little five-pound doggy, obviously, you are going to be really scared if they get out and get loose. Yeah, just a little Yorkie. Yeah, yeah. And so Hope's family had posted on Facebook that, that Hope was missing, and that And this happened in New York. And that post got uh, shared around a lot. This was on, Hope initially went missing on uh, the 19th of May in Corning, New York. Okay. Hope is nine years old. She's a Yorkie mix, obviously. Weighs about seven pounds. She wasn't microchipped, didn't have a collar on because she had been having a bath before she went missing. And her family was frantic. And the post got shared a lot, like a thousand times. And people started commenting. And particularly, a girl commented and said, me and my friends found Hope. And they got 
taken through a real rigmarole with uh, animal control because of the county they tried to turn her into versus the county that uh, she was actually found in. It's just a bunch of nonsense. But eventually, mm-hmm. they were able to drop her off at a shelter and she was picked up by... Oh, that's the wrong article. Hold on. <laughs> she was picked up by an animal control officer named Scott Casterline, who okay. was a contracted uh, employee of the police department. Uh, and Scott contacted the family because basically, you know, the people who found the dog were like, hey, this is where we took her. And those people were like, yeah, we don't have her. Scott Casterline came and got her. This is where she should be. They finally make contact with Scott Casterline. And he tells them that Hope died. Oh. And they are confused. Because Hope was healthy. Mm-hmm. And the people who rescued Hope said, no, Hope was fine. What do you mean Hope died? Yeah. And it just didn't sit right with this family. Like, something just didn't seem right. He seemed sketchy. And the story that they received just seemed sketchy. And so they went above Scott Casterline's head and spoke to the police uh, and asked them to just take a look into this. There was no body. There was no explanation. Scott Casterline pretty much just quit uh, speaking to them. And things just were wrong. So the Steuben County Sheriff's Office started doing an investigation. And what they learned is that Hope didn't die. Hope was sold. Ah, no. Yeah. Oh my God. Hope was actually sold. And, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, this family is terrified and panicked and can't even believe what's happening here. But miraculously, they actually got Hope back. Oh my God, that's amazing. I figured by this point, that was not going to happen. They just announced on the 26th, it's been five months that they were able to locate the people who bought Hope and get Hope back. So Hope is home. Oh my God. And Scott Casterline is facing charges. Oh my God. But can you even with that? So he took the dog, said she died, and then sold her? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, was she a, is she like a purebred Yorkie? No, she's or, a Yorkie I mean, mix. But, you know, dogs these days are, the prices yeah. of dogs has come up a lot, a lot. I I, we don't know how much he sold her for, but I would imagine he sold her for a few hundred bucks. What a trash human being. Right? To just let her God. family think that she died. They were so devastated. Yeah. Just unbelievable. But go go family for fighting for her for this long. Wow. Mm-hmm. They smelled a rat. They knew something was wrong. And they fought for little Hopi and they got her home. So I hope she's enjoying lots and lots of mama snuggles and snacks and treats. Yeah. I'm assuming that the people uh, who bought her probably also had their hearts broken. Probably. I mean, how were they to know they were buying a stolen dog? Sure they didn't. And, and really did the right thing in returning her to her family. Yeah. 
or allowing that process to happen. That's just yeah. horrifying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Scott, have the day you deserve. I hope that uh, this all right. really, really sucks for you. Oh. Well, that is a, that's an episode for you. Yeah. Just rip so, your heart out several times. Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, as always, see something, say something. And you know what? If you live in Maine, if you live near where that shooting happened with Robert Card, you hold your law enforcement officers to account. You hold that sheriff to account. Why didn't they enact the yellow flag law? Why didn't they work harder at looking for him and getting hold of his guns? Find out. Because we cannot look the other way on these kinds of things anymore. It is literally the lives of people in your own community when that happens. Mm -hmm. It just can't happen anymore. No. This is one reason why sheriffs are elected. Don't forget that at election time. For sure. Well, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. We uh, have our new merch out, truecrimesquad.com. Go check it out. We're so excited about it. We'll yes. be back with lots more great content this week. So hang in there with us. It is almost November. Holy crap. But we'll be here. Don't you worry. We love you. We appreciate you. And you are our squad. Don't forget it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <music> you.